How was my take? Grace. Oh, Grace is great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. You spent any time there? No, I haven't. So no. <laughs> uh, it's worth a, it's worth a visit. Great food. Yeah, it's a it's a nice place. So was it just a holiday or was it work for you? Uh, it was a little bit of both. We'd done a we'd done a tour um, for four weeks and then tacked on a, a week at the end in Greece. Nice, nice. So, a little of both. A little of both. Awesome. Uh, congrats yeah. on... Yeah, so how is the, the tour? So is the tour stopped for the moment, or you, how many more shows do you got? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know how many more we've got. It's, uh, we're kind of halfway through it. So we, we've just been in Sydney for the last two weekends. Um, played in Melbourne at a, a festival thing yesterday. I think we'll be in Castlemaine this weekend. Uh, then we've got some Brisbane dates uh, and uh, another Melbourne one. So we're, we're about halfway through Awesome. Hey, congratulations on the uh, full-length EP, by the way. Thanks. So, so let's uh, let's start with the uh, the full-length EP. What was uh, what's the story behind it? Um, it came about uh, it came about pretty quickly after we released an album called Cactus Country late last year, and then um, this one just kind of came together pretty quickly. Dane, who does a lot of the songwriting, had a bit of time in his hands, so over the course of a month or so, wrote it. And, we, uh, we recorded it at home and a friend mixed and mastered it, so it all, all came together pretty quickly. And as, as far as um, inspirations for the album, um, I understand there was um, some thought into that as far as um, musical influence due to people passing away? Yeah, there was, I mean, there was an element of that there, particularly there's one track that is referencing that, but a, a close friend of ours, a, a former bandmate, I was in Cool Sounds and a bandmate of mine in another band called The Ocean Party passed away last year, very unexpectedly. Um, but I think a little bit of it was reflecting on on that. But yeah, it's, it's, there was certainly you know there were certainly elements of, of that that reflection across the record. So as far as the reflection, as you said, across the record, was this something? I know you didn't plan for for it to go that way, but um, how how do you go into the mindset of writing songs about that and also dealing with grief at the same time? Um, I mean, I think it's. No, I'm not sure. I think it just happens to an extent. I mean, you just you you write about what's on your mind, and you know that's such a significant thing that you know that plays in your mind for quite a long time. It's difficult to not write about it if you're trying to write stuff. And this record actually doesn't it's, it doesn't um, it doesn't reference it a lot. Uh, there's, there's one particular track that does, but you know I think that um, certainly you know Zach's influence on on our music broadly. Um, Kind of shines through on the record a little bit. So, as far as this this record goes, record goes, how does this go from your your previous work as far as your sound goes? Uh, I mean, it's not it's not dissimilar. It might be a little bit. It might have embraced slightly kind of daggier influences on this one. There's a you can hear a bit of you know Steely Dan in it, and you know some kind of mildly daggy yacht rock stuff influences. So I don't know. I guess it's a, it's a little bit more fun. Musically, it's a little bit more upbeat for the most part. There's a, I think it probably relative to the last one. It's more of a performance-based thing. It's a little bit more, you know, impromptu and and um, you know, there's some kind of funny guitar noodling on it. And it's a, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit more upbeat. So we'll go, we'll go now to to almost the beginning of your band's life, I should say. So how did the how did the band get formed? Um. It was kind of a joke. We were just mucking around at a friend's place. And we were, you know, we picked the silliest name we could. And we're now stuck with Cool Sounds as a band name. But, um, yeah, it was just kind of mucking around at a friend's house. And 
as these things go and it, it developed from there to something mildly more serious I guess but yeah just it, it, we're old, old friends so it was just a, a product of that friendship I guess so when did when did you guys obviously take it seriously when did, when, when was that I guess that that moment that you knew that you, you could do it as a career um, I mean we don't we don't really do it as a career we've all got other jobs so it's, it would be hard to call it a career at this point but um but, you know, we, we, we tour and release things, you know, as efficiently and as properly as we can. And I guess that the first proper album we did was called Dance Moves. I think it was in maybe 2016, off the top of my head. And I guess at that point, we maybe started treating ourselves slightly more seriously. So as, as far as your sound goes, how has your sound, I guess, evolved over, you know, let's say the last three to four years? Um, I mean, I think it's just developed as we've got a little bit better at playing our instruments and, um, you know, and able to get what's in our minds you know out through our music so I think it's just it's become a more succinct sound and the playing is a little bit better and um, we probably started off you know referencing a lot of kind of big-ish sort of Springsteen sounding 80 stuff um, and it's probably progressed from there into more of a I guess a kind of 70s soft rock style of music so it's you know sonically it's a bit different but yeah like I said I think it's predominantly just sort of evolved as what you have as musicians so as far as, you know, your, your band and your, your, your sound goes, the, the cool sounds, was that just, I guess, a gimmick of a name that you, you stuck with and it obviously must work out for you guys? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was genuinely a joke. We were thinking of what the silliest name for a band was and that, that, was, uh, that was it. And then it just it got too far and we couldn't change it. So <laughs> we're kind of stuck with it now. I don't think it's particularly, uh, particularly fond of the name, but it is what it is. It's it's but it's very it's a very sort of I, I don't want to call it very indie sort of band name but you ha- that is almost the ultimate iconic indie band name Cool Sounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty tongue in cheek. Certainly, um, it's certainly got that kind of indie irony going for it. So. I mean, you know, I've just I, I've got used to it at this point now, so it doesn't sound as weird to me anymore. But I certainly spent a lot of time being a little bit embarrassed telling people what my band was called. But I, I'm I'm, I'm in acceptance of it now. <laughs> so, when the, the first lot of interviews you obviously did, did you almost not want to say the band's name, or when was the first time you actually <laughs> said your band's name out loud? Uh, I mean, like, we, we did a show, we did shows, it was cool sounds early on, but, you know, at that point, the songs were jokes, we were a joke, and, you know, it didn't uh, it didn't seem quite as, um, quite as naff to have a name like that when, uh, when we weren't taking ourselves really seriously, but, I don't know, I, I, you know, we've just had to kind of embrace it over time, so, yeah, I don't know when the, when the moment was when I started kind of just accepting it, but yeah, I'm 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 okay with it now. Well, I'm glad you're okay with it because I actually do like the name. I might be one of the few people that like your name, even the band doesn't like <laughs> its own name. But that's such yeah, a. I would say, I would, I would say we're, we're now indifferent to it. You're an indifferent to your own band. But I just love that. I mean, it's a great story to have a, a, a band name that you you just like, yeah, we'll just stick with it. And as far as when fans go for you, do, do, do you have a, a chuckle when you when you look out and you go, all these amazing fans of yours actually love your name? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think... Um I think that's probably a, that's probably a mixed bag. I suspect there's uh, some people who really like it, you know, enjoy the irony in it, and there's some people who I suspect think it's pretty stupid. So I can uh, I can see it both ways. So as as far as your fans go, how how important are they to your musical journey? Oh, I mean, they're very important because it just means that you can keep doing it. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 need people to buy our records and come to our shows. 
you know, music's a, it's an expensive pursuit, uh, you know, so there's a, you, you need fans because you need them to help um, prop up what you're doing and, mm. and support you. And also, you know, it's, you, you, you kind of make music so that people can listen to it and hopefully enjoy it and connect with it. So, you know, fans are obviously incredibly important in that sense too. And as far as the indie scene goes with, with fans, how critical are they for you guys to, to keep on making music, both financially and, I guess, as a support? Well, I mean, it's the most it's the most important thing. You know, it's very difficult to, you know, from a financial point of view, it's very, very difficult to, to make any money out of music broadly. You know, so you need to be able to, you need to be able to tour and you need to be able to get people to come through the doors and, and and pay so that you can do it and you need to be able to sell your record so you can make another one so you know it's very very important in that in that sense to us we, we really rely on it because there's not a lot of other sources of income coming through other than you know fan stuff so you know you just um you have to hope that they're you know prepared to stick with the journey with you no absolutely i think that i think that helps so far how do you see the um on the ground though the indie scene back in australia oh that's great it's it's thriving yeah we, we live in melbourne and the, the indie music community here is is great and there's you know good shows on all the time and there's countless bands and you know we're very supportive and i think we've been uh, we've been quite lucky because we've been touring for quite a long time and we've made lots of friends around the country you know in other bands and so it's you know um i think the indie music community in australia is very healthy no absolutely i think i think if, if you were to classify australian I think most of us are actually indie. I think all of our big, biggest and best acts now are all are out of that indie scene. Mm. Mm. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's. Um, I think that there's a um, there's a general affinity for Australian indie music around the world these days. I think that there's a lot of them. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of really good bands, mm. but it, it, uh, it kind of makes sense. I think that um, that the you know the peak kind of indie musicians are doing really well across the world now. No, absolutely. And as far as yourself in the in, indie scene, where do, you, where do you guys see yourself fitting in into that? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, you know. I would say we're a fairly low-key part of the indie scene. You know, we've been around for a little while. And, you know, we've, we've, we play lots of shows and we've put out a bunch of records. And, you know, I like to think that we're a, a fairly a fairly low-fuss part of the indie music community. And, you know, we do it because we enjoy it. But, uh, I hope that that... Um, I hope that that's how it perceived within the indie music community. And as far as, as as touring for you, do you prefer the the festival scene or do you prefer doing it just on your own? Uh, I kind of like both. You know, we we um, you play some really good festivals and they're really good for exposing you to an audience that aren't necessarily there. You know, specifically to see you, so it's really good access to you know a different audience playing festivals. But you know, by the uh, by the same token, I guess when you play your own shows that your audience are there specifically to see you and that they're already fans of the band and you know you don't really have to win them over because they're already there to see you so I think that can be really nice too so it's good to have a, a bit of a balance I think is, a, is the answer No absolutely and as, as far as costing goes it's probably a little bit cheaper going to festivals than, than putting it on yourself uh, sure is yes <laughs> yep yeah it's a much uh, it's a much more cost effective way to do it but you know there's only so many festivals that you can do and there's a lot of bands so it's, uh, I think it's you know I think it's it's, it's very feasible to mm. play yourself any other really it very much helps to have the odd festival here or there so as far as Cool Sounds goes in the future where, where do you guys see yourselves in the next probably one to two years um, I think we'll make another record in the not too distant future and you know probably just keep doing largely what we're doing 
yeah, I mean, we we all really enjoy doing it. You know, it's a it's not a um, like I say, we all we all have jobs yeah. outside of this and yeah. you know lives outside of it as well. So we do it because it's a a hobby. We mm. enjoy spending time together. So hopefully, um, you know, doing much more of the same. So you've always felt it more. I I don't want to say it's a hobby, but you, you, do you feel it just it'd be just a little bit hard if you guys took it. 24-7 that would be the sole thing you could only do would be music oh yeah absolutely we'd love to be able to do that it's just uh, unfortunately it's, you know, it's not really viable mm. at this point to do it that way I think um, there's probably a, a very small handful of acts that can you know, make an income and, mm. and have music as their sole career but that's you know it's, it's challenging and we've all got you know a sort of interest outside of this you know our drummer Steve is just finishing up a PhD in breast cancer research and you know there's teachers and research assistants and you know we all have um we've got lots of stuff going on outside of it that we also mm. enjoy so i think it's um i like that the music aspect of it can be a bit of a, a hobby for us and a bit of a release well it was uh, yeah you strike a really good balance there because it'd be a lot more healthier for you guys on a you know you wouldn't get burnt out as much if you're solely focused just on music for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it would be really nice to dedicate our time to it because you know it is it's something that we really really enjoy and i think if we could you know, dedicate our time solely to it. We'd be really productive, and you know, we'd probably you know make some pretty nice records. But it is what it is. You know, it, it, the the format that it exists in at the moment is pretty good for us, and we're we're pretty content. Now you sound pretty content, actually. No, I, I wouldn't blame you. I mean, you, you you get to you know gig around the world, play some festivals, and then just go back to your day jobs when you know when you feel like it, basically. But sounds. Like, so that's the that's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. But I mean, how hard is it? To, to, to balance it out, I mean, as far as work goes, when you say, look, I, I want to, we're going on tour for, let's say, you know, three months, basically, you know, on the road. Yeah. I mean, it, it varies between us. So it's, it's, it's not particularly difficult for, for me. For instance, my jobs are, are pretty flexible and are prepared to give me time off when I need, but it's a bit more difficult. For instance, um, Jack, one of our guitarists, is a, you know, a, he's permanently employed as a teacher and it's a bit difficult for him mm. to get time off outside of school holidays. So, you know, we occasionally get some friends to fill in here and there for us because it's uh, it's certainly it's it's more difficult for some of us than others. So you know, so so your band is more than seven. Then it should be you know seven plus friends. Yeah, well, so I think you know, there's there's kind of at the moment there's five mm. permanent members, and then we've got a, a few friends who pitch in here and there and play some bits and pieces. So I think there's a, there's a revolving cast of maybe about ten people who you know might be involved with the band at any given time and you know that's um i think that's the only way we can really um we can really do it you know mm. it's the only thing that works for us is to be able to have people come and go a little bit play when they can not play when they can't you know it works so how challenging is that i mean as far as when you want to make an, a new album to get everyone in the same room uh, it's pretty difficult i mean we don't always do it together like we don't always um we don't always lie track stuff so sometimes mm. we don't you know, kind of record together, just mm. do bits and pieces, and but yeah, it's it's a it's a challenge. It's hard to get everyone in the same room to have a rehearsal before a gig. So it's you know, these are the uh, the logistical difficulties of being in a band. But you know, we we try and make time where we can, and try and be accommodating of each other's needs, and you know, uh, yeah, yeah, we we make it work. No, absolutely. I, 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 as you said, I mean, if you've got the passion for something, which obviously you guys do, then it must be just that that much simpler and. You know, all probably living in the same city also helps. It does, yeah. We all live pretty close to each other. And, you know, as the same, we're, we're all old friends and we mm. would be hanging out together regardless. So it's uh, it's not, you know, it's, it's not 
it's not a difficult thing to do. Mm. As far as the new album, which you, you spoke about briefly, um, is that going to be the same sort of sound as the EP, or are you going to uh, change it up a little bit? All uh, right, so, uh, well, it's, it's a, an album that we put out. It's nine, it's nine tracks, mm. um, uh, and I think that probably what we record next will be maybe just a bit of a progression on that. I think we've got some ideas that we'd like to explore, you know, and some different influences we'd like to to try and um, you know try. And pick some bits and pieces from so yeah I, I think um I, I think it will be you know uh, it's, it's very hard to say until we record it we always have these grand plans when it comes out standing like whatever it does so we'll see i think it might be a little bit more kind of upbeat and a bit mm. more driving and but uh but we'll see so as far as influence on, on you on a personal front what um what what influences your music um a pretty broad broad array of influences i really like Kind of scrappy pop music from the, the 80s. I really like a bunch of old New Zealand bands that were on the, the Flying Nun label. I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of the Go Betweens and some bands like that. And then uh, lots of contemporary stuff. We all really like Deer Hunter um, and bands like um, yeah, band, bands like that. And uh, I like you know Alex G and Kevin Morby and lots of lots of indie stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I've got a pretty broad broad hmm. pool of influence. And as far as uh, indie artists go, besides yourselves, who else would we be um, paying attention on? Uh, that's a good question. I, I mean, uh, it, Melbourne's swimming with great bands. Mm. I really like this band called uh, Crepes. I'm a really big fan of. Um, there's a band called Good Morning, who I think are really excellent. I watched a, a band called Cult last night that I thought was really good. So uh, there's yeah, there's a bunch, and then you know, there's a bunch of really good Sydney ones. I really like this band called Flower Truck. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's lots of lots of great stuff going on. Well, that's good that the, the scene is still booming. Now, the last question I was going to ask you, which is, if any up and coming artists wanted to be in the indie scene or just in music in general, what what advice would you give them? Just do it. You know, there's very little limitation to this kind of stuff. It's you know, it's one of those things that you just have to throw yourself into. So I think, um, I think you just have to do it. Just make music. It's really easy to record your own music these days, and you know, get some friends together. And, and have a play. I think it's, yeah, just about throwing yourself into it. Awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with me today.